Welcome. This is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. This is your host, Adam Force. If you missed the last episode, it was with Steve Cockrum, who is um, a rock star in the field of leadership. And the episode was about becoming a, le- a leader that people want to follow. Um, this is just a great episode with a ton of insights. You guys want to swing back and check that out if you haven't already caught it. Um, and the one before that, guys, don't miss it. It was with Russell Brunson, the founder of QuickFunnels. Um, we brought him back on the show for a second interview. And we talked about his new book, uh, Traffic Secrets, and how to get tons of traffic to your funnel, right? We all need traffic for our businesses. So great episode, great insights. Don't miss that one either. Today, we're going to be talking with Dan Hill. Um, Dan Hill is a very specialized uh, expert when it comes to um, facial recognition, right? So essentially, he's pioneered this business, uh, uh, the use of facial decoding to capture and quantify these emotional dynamics. Um, Such a powerful and interesting skill set, right? So, I mean, he has basically challenged most conventional marketing research uh, completely. Uh, He has landed over 50% of the world's top 100 B2B companies as clients, um, and he's going to go through some really cool just insights that will be helpful for you. And he's an author of this book, it's called Famous Faces Decoded, and he goes through all these really cool examples of what 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 information you get from the facial expressions of different people. Um, and you can imagine how powerful that is because so much is said through body language and facial recognition versus just the words that we use. Um, and this is pretty powerful when it comes to marketing and different things like that, uh, sales calls and stuff. So um, very valuable skill set. And uh, we highly recommend checking that out. So stay tuned for that conversation. He's going to share some of those secrets and tips and all that good stuff. If you guys haven't been by changecreator.com in a while, check it out. We have lots of fresh content up there. And you can get on the wait list for the Captivate Method program. We've been having such an amazing time uh, in that program with everybody. Um, There's a ton of coaching, live calls, our program that you go through. And it's all about using storytelling to really supercharge your marketing and apply it to your business, right? So you can really start building trust, but get consistent sales, right? You are building a sales system. If that sounds like something that you need or are looking for right now, just go to changecreator.com and from the homepage, you'll be able to get on the wait list and uh, check out the next masterclass that will teach you about what this is all about, lots of good insights, and it'll show you how the Captivate Method can help you so you can decide if you wanna become part of this program or not. All right, guys, we're going to um, jump into this conversation with Dan and just see what he has to say about uh, decoding different facial expressions. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Dan, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How are you doing today, buddy? I am doing good. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, uh, thanks for being here. You have such a, uh, a unique background. At least I think it's unique, and uh, I think it's kind of special. So I'm, I'm excited to dig into it because, you know, as entrepreneurs here in uh, the social impact world, you know, we really put a lot into the stories that we tell and to demonstrate, you know, things going on with our missions and our business and our products and all that good stuff. 
and kind of applying what you have from the visual standpoint, you know, facial uh, expressions and emotions and things like that. I think it's such a, a great layer today, especially as we do more and more visual communication and things uh, on the digital front. So if you could just give us a little bit of background about kind of like where you are today and then just a little background on how you got there in a nutshell, that would be helpful just so we can ground everybody. Sure. So I run a company called Sensory Logic. We were the pioneers on bringing facial coding into the business space. But my mission was to, frankly, humanize business. Uh, there's a wonderful quote that says there are two currencies, dollars and emotions. Yeah. And I was inter interested in the intersection of the two. Uh, over the 20 years, we've managed to do work for more than half the world's top 100 B2C companies. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. But I just continually like to push it out and figure out new ways and new applications. So I've veered into being a political pundit. I've used it in professional sports as well as business. So uh, great things, emotions just apply everywhere. Yeah, that's interesting. And so I guess what are some of the ways you've seen? Can you give us some an example or two of this in action, right? Is there any story you could tell that might demonstrate um, this kind of like facial recognition um, application? Sure, I'll do a really kind of uh, unusual one from the world of politics. So in 2012, I worked on the Mexican presidential race. Yeah. They only have one debate. I watched 25 people in a room live, and then I coded additional rooms. Only time I ever did a client presentation at four in the morning, because when I got done and ran all the stats, they threw me in a limo, they took me to party headquarters. I gave them the presentation. I said, the socialist, who, by the way, is Obrador, who's now the president of Mexico, I said, that guy's going to surge. The person you're concentrating on isn't going to go anywhere. I got done. The guy said, you're wrong, Mr. Hill. In fact, you're <laughs> dead wrong. He said, you don't know the country. You don't know the issues. You don't even know Spanish. And I said, yes, but I know what I saw in the voter's face. And they lit up when he was speaking. And that's the person you should go after. In the end, I was off by less than one percentage point on the voting <laughs> results. That dead was right, dead right, not dead wrong. <laughs> and that was based on reading the audience's facial reactions. Yeah, their facial expressions while watching the one and only presidential debate that was held. So how do we start thinking about this as entrepreneurs um, who are trying to, you know, share stories, get people to join us on our mission, right? To be part of what we're doing as a customer. And how have you seen this come into play? Obviously, there's all kinds of facial recognition technology and things happening. But I mean, is there sales calls like we're like face to face over video right now? And any just thoughts on how a um, you know entrepreneur today can start thinking about this and apply? or understanding it better. Sure, it's absolutely vital, and it's a very useful skill in doing sales. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could be to you know venture capitalists that you're pitching, uh, but ultimately it's going to be day in day out to your customers, and it could be in person, it could be via Zoom or Skype or Facebook live chat. There's all sorts of possibilities how this could apply. So facial coding essentially is seven core emotions revealed through 23 expressions. So ah. let's put it in a strictly business context: the emotion you absolutely do not want to see during your presentation and pitch and conversation with the VC or the sales prospect is contempt. Contempt is the corner of the mouth, <clears throat> excuse me, the corner of the mouth lifts up and out in a smirk. Think of Snidely Whiplash, the old cartoon character. <laughs> yeah. 
That that is contempt personified. It means I don't trust you, I don't respect you, I find you beneath me. This is the most reliable indicator that a marriage will fail. So guess what? It doesn't work so well <laughs> in business either. If trust is the emotion of business, contempt is its opposite. So that's that's one emotion, absolutely. But it's a fairly rare emotion, fortunately enough, in business as in life. A really common emotion, on the other hand, is anger. Now, it could be that you're you're trying to sell them too hard. You're trying to sell them too fast. If it's too fast, you might confuse them, actually. If you get a vertical wrinkle between the eyebrows, they're pulling down and together. Yeah, they could be concentrating, but then again, it could be like, I feel like I'm drinking through a fire hose, <laughs> and, and, and they're, just, they're just not liking it. Uh, you could be selling them in the wrong way. Uh, I remember one time I was up in Canada, in Toronto, yeah. and I was trying to basically dislodge the incumbent solution so that I could get some of the money, I could get some of their budget. Yeah. And at one point, I saw that his lips pressed together, and they pressed together so hard that there was a bulge below the middle of the lower lip, which is a pretty intense version of anger. And I saw it, and I went, oh, my God, that was a misstep. And I tried to you know, undo it, come from a different angle, kind of semi-apologize without you know, overtly apologizing. Yeah. None of it worked. I said to myself, this is over, and it was. He did not take the follow-up call, <laughs> did not take the follow-up email. Uh, I w- it was over and out. So you don't really want to get there. If the lips press together a little bit, but without the bulge, you can probably recover from that, but not the one I saw. So those are those are two key emotions, but I can certainly go through others. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, we have people here who are in our audience that are coaches or they have high ticket offers. So sometimes the sales funnel does have that um, phone call touch point, right? Oh, let's have a strategy session. We'll kick off our relationship. We'll have a call. And, and then you're going to try to sell them on the high ticket offer. Um, and I think this stuff comes into play. Um, and even, I think even in market research that we're doing, right? Like getting feedback, hearing from people, you can start getting a sense, right? And a read about like how they really felt about something. Cause I feel like sometimes people don't want to share honest feedback. Cause they're like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be a jerk or I don't want to like hurt their feelings. So they say things and it's like, ah, are they giving me the real truth here? You know? Oh, oh, absolutely. There's a wonderful story many years ago in New York Magazine. This guy was paying his rent in Manhattan yeah. by going to focus groups, raising his hand, saying positive stuff. And finally, one time he offered a negative comment and he got disinvited to all the future focus groups. But yes, they are way too given to just giving you the happy talk yeah. and the high five and all of that. And it, it doesn't correlate to what actually happens eventually. I mean, if you've never been lied to in life, Adam, you are either really lucky or you're not paying attention. Um, <laughs> and market research, as it's historically done, doesn't really work all that well because of the lip service factor. Yeah. So it's a great chance to know whether your customers are on board. And another one that applies here besides uh, the smirking contempt and the anger is yeah. fear. Like, uh, that offer is a little too weird. Your advertising's off base. Uh, I don't really buy into that message. People go to fear because they're not comfortable. You can't really sell to people who are afraid because they freeze. And freeze means they're not going to embrace your offer. They're not going to step forward and make it happen. So would a great sales uh, person be able to see, okay, because like you get in on a call and they're going to be like, okay, and if they have that fear... They might say, you might be able to see it in their face or the way that they're like, oh, maybe, I don't know, like doing their their body posture and facial expressions. And they might say, well, 
I don't know. I got to go talk to my wife or my husband before I do anything, or I got to go. And it's like, is the great salesperson able to help them kind of overcome that fear in the moment there? Well, you, you have to try. And I, think you, <laughs> and I think a really great thing is, is happiness. Uh, you just had this big smile, which people can't see if they're not, you know, other than on the audio. But happiness is not a trivial emotion because happiness, the studies show, means you embrace, you open up, you, you go into consideration. So it can be a joke, something to lighten the mood, to keep them with you for a moment. People love to be entertained. So if you can keep the connection rather than I'll be back to you, because back to you means I'm, I'm out. out of here. I'm, I'm out. out of here more times than not. <laughs> So, uh, and, and another thing about happiness is that there are studies to show that a happy person brainstorms superior solutions more quickly. Okay. So keep them in the conversation, make them come back. Emotions are contagious. If they're laughing yeah. and you're laughing, that's a much better place to be. So don't give up. Don't get, you know, frozen in fear yourself. Yeah. I would say try, have some ready-made jokes or personal anecdotes. <laughs> uh, people also enjoy hearing them, you know, hearing your speaker put themselves down a little bit. Uh, you know, a little <laughs> yeah. bit of self-depreciation never is bad because they're so used to the salesperson saying, it's great, it's great, it's great. Yeah. Say, well, well, it's, it's pretty great. Uh, here's a wrinkle we're still working out. Could create a lot more trust than just glad handing something. You know, I've noticed that too, because I'm usually pretty honest with people and I'll say, you know, certain things like that. And I've noticed that the conversation will get stronger um, as those types of comments are made or stories are told about um relatable failures right so they feel like oh like it's not just me like you've been there too right and that tends to kind of create a bond of trust like you mentioned uh, that's a little bit stronger so I, i've definitely noticed that yeah no you want commonalities they're really going to say i'm going to go talk to my wife about it i might want to say well how did you meet each other um, just anything to keep them talking. And then maybe you're going to have some little tidbit that comes out that you can relate to and create a story. And now people have connected over the stories. I mean, they're not dumb in Hollywood. How do you pitch something? They say, but what's the story? You what's know, the story, they say, man? That's yeah, it. Yeah. And, and stories work. And, and they bond. And we have yeah. a narrative. And we have narrative suspense. We want to know how it turns out. So stories are a good place to go. Often when I pitch, especially when I was starting my company and I didn't have the track record and the clients and all those sweet things, I just told them the mission of why I was doing this, where I came to, how I discovered it, what were the aha moments. It gave them, they could sense my excitement. It gave me, you know, some veracity that I was, you know, daring to make that step out into this new world. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a big difference. I mean, I've seen people uh, like Maggie Doyne. She runs this company called Blink Now, and she was telling me her story over an interview like this. And she helps all these children in Uganda. I think it was Uganda. Um, and um, maybe it was Nepal. I can't remember now. It's been a while. But long story short, she you know, went and visited. She wanted to help these kids out there. She was still in high school. All she had was like babysitting money and a couple bucks. And so she wanted to uh, help this one girl get placed in a home and like all this stuff. So she she needed about $5,000 or something. Anyway, she spoke to a woman who was like, man, I don't know if you're going to be able to pull off what you're saying, but I really like love what you're saying and the passion in your eyes and that like, but she's like, I'm going to, whatever money you put into this business, I will match that. And she got her first round of funding that way. So if she had 5,000, this person put 5,000 and now she's a mom to like 50 children out there. She's building schools. She's putting them in homes. Like it's just blown up, but it started with her 
her just saying, I don't have anything. I have this passion. I have a vision. Here's why. Here's what it is. And the story is what got her that first step of funding. Sure. Well, passion sells. Your emotions you express on your face reveals that you care, that you're involved. There's a wonderful line from the poet William Blake who said, still waters breed pestilence. <laughs> yeah. People people want to see something happening, moving, going on. Yeah. We don't like to talk to a brick wall. So another application, quite honestly, of facial coding is also your employees, your first hires. If you're an entrepreneur or your partner, that's vital because you don't have the spare excess of a big corporation where half the workforce is disengaged right. you know they might be able to keep going <laughs> every hire matters to you you really want an esprit de corps you need to talk to them you need to figure out who they are you want to hire right so all of these emotions matter so let's go to another one sadness yeah. sadness is a sense of disappointment or a sense of loneliness or feeling forlorn or it's hopeless so you don't want your staff feeling hopeless you got to get them <laughs> to a different space they may not tell you they're disengaged they may not tell you that they doubt this is going to work but if you see the corners of their mouth go down you know kind of like a rodeo clown the yeah. way it's painted that's a good sign uh, even more reliable is with the cheeks kind of pull up and out it's a wince think of charlie chaplin and all the old yeah, yeah. Silent, silent movies when he's the tramp yeah. yeah, that Charlie Chaplin wincing smile is much more sadness than it is a smile. Uh, <laughs> if you see either one of those two from somebody or the inner eyebrows, in this case, pull up and together and upward, that is also a sign of sadness. So that's not what you want. Certainly not in your customer, but you really don't want an employee because sadness tends to slow us down. And as an entrepreneur, what do you need? Yeah. Fast and faster. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like these are emotions that we're all aware of, and it becomes uh, important in these conversations, especially with high-ticket sales and things, um, to start consciously paying attention to facial expressions that will express those emotions without them saying it, right? So you're giving cues like the eyebrows, the cheeks, the mouth. And so these are all the things to be aware of. Like if you're not aware of them, then you won't be able to read people. So, yeah, no, there's... Yeah. yeah. No, there's, there's a key study at UCLA yeah. where it looks at what it calls ambiguous moments, including sales pitches. And what they find in those situations is that only about 8% of the true communication comes from the words, 55% comes from the face, and 38% from the voice. So you're spending all your time figuring out your talking points and your verbal rebuttals. And what you should really be doing is worrying about the feeling points because mm. the feeling points are much more likely to lead, lead to the sale or the lack of a sale i think of them as the speed bumps so you pick up the signal this is the emotion what does it mean what are the likely triggers and then how am i going to pivot yeah. to yeah. to deal with it either directly or indirectly as the case may be mm, that's interesting and and you know and that's a beautiful thing because if you can read the cues but then you also understand you have certain sales like stories things to help people like it's not to manipulate and get a sale it is to help demonstrate the points that you have so people can be clear all right it's effective communication so you read them pick up the cues and then you can share the appropriate information that will help them uh, overcome a fear overcome an objection whatever it might be right yeah, and as an entrepreneur, I mean, and I've been one, so you have to be adept. You have to be flexible and adjust yeah. in the moment. The face is the only place in the body 
where the muscles attach right to the skin. Yeah. It is quick, real-time data, which is really cool. It's that instantaneous feedback way beyond what everyone's going to be prepared to tell you because they're being polite or they don't care and so forth. <laughs> Think back to Jackie Robinson when he came in with the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, they knew, given the situation and the racism and all of that, that he had to be super prepared. So they took him through scenario after scenario after scenario. So when I started my company, exactly what you're suggesting, what are my rebuttals? What is the story I'm going to bring in, the example I'm going to bring in, the joke I'm going to use, you know, you have to be, you know, fly in the moment, but it doesn't hurt to have some preparation going into it. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty interesting. I love these connections. It's like just another layer of knowledge that you can use to better understand the person that you're talking to. I mean, it seems like a more authentic base of knowledge than the words coming out of their mouth. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, a- a- absolutely. And people aren't always very articulate or <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they fall silent and just let you kind of walk the plank yeah. knowing that they're, they're not going to invest. Mm. Uh, I remember one time I was pitching for a project for Toyota and I knew who was the key person in the corner of the room yeah. and he started, he started not paying attention. So I just left my spiel go and I was kind of doing it, but racking my brain. I came up with something that I thought would get his attention. I don't even remember what it was, but instantly he stopped looking at his iPad and back to me he came and I got the sale and I got the project. There yeah. you go. I love that. This is good. I like this. So what are now what are the cues that you look for when um, you know, maybe someone is starting to be a believer and they're like excited about what you're doing but you know like so what are the positive cues sure well the first one is surprise because surprise is also not a trivial emotion your eyes go wider uh, your eyebrows lift your it's literally allowing you to expand your field of vision it's yeah. amazing how simple and basic, you know, organic a lot of these signals are surprise is great because what do you need people's attention so they are metaphorically seeing more, taking yeah. in more. Now you've really got them and you have a chance to hoop, you know, loop them in. What you want to follow with, of course, is happiness because surprise is almost like a pre-emotion. I can get a new car for Christmas or I can have a new car accident. You know, which one is it going to be? Well, yeah. I'd like to sell them the first one. Yeah. So that means that you want to get some smile to go along either simultaneously or immediately after that uh, bout of surprise. Now, there are different levels of happiness, quite honestly. In yeah. my business, I report on four of them. A true smile is when the twinkle in the eye happens. The muscle <laughs> around the eye tightens, and that's a true smile. You can take that one to the bank. <laughs> a really weak smile that's unilateral, it's kind of like, that's the worst joke I ever heard, but at least you tried to humor me. <laughs> so you're kind of like you got a toehold. You, you've landed at Normandy, yeah. but you're still on the beach, and the Germans are still shooting at you. <laughs> you are not likely to go to the bank with a, what I call an acceptance <laughs> smile. You need to move it up to the higher levels. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, so, I mean, now I know you've written several books, um, and are they, I did not get a chance to look up all the different books you have, but what's the most recent, and are, are they going deeper on these topics? 
Yeah, the, the most important book for this purpose would be yeah. called Famous Faces Decoded, okay. a guidebook for reading others. What I did is I offered up the secret sauce. I told you what the 23 expressions are. I told you what kind of triggers happen, how you can address them. So I gave all of this, but I also gave it in the context of celebrities because we, we know their stories and it's fun to look at their photographs. Sometimes you think you know these people. They're rock stars. They're movie stars, media <laughs> moguls, CEOs, politicians, you think you know them, and in many cases you don't. Part of the book is I gave people a chance. I said, what do you think is the signature emotion of this celebrity? And they were right 35% of the time. So what do you show? You show pictures? I show pictures to people. I said, what do you think is going on? And then I you know, figured out from my analysis what was really the true signature emotion of people. Uh, as George Orwell said, by the age of 50, a man has the face he deserves. We do have muscle memory. We do yeah. have pat patterns. And they give away how we react. Uh, before I could get there, Microsoft actually submitted a patent based on the fact that emotions are contagious. And if you can show someone back an emotion that they relate to, that they show a lot, they'll buy in. They'll relate to it really easily. So frankly, one of the great things you can do in a business meeting is get them to talk about the problem they have. Yeah. And then you can empathize with their problem. And their problem is going to invoke negative emotions. So you can talk about how you were frustrated about something that didn't work or how you sold a bill of goods on something at some point in your life. Now you're on the same side of the fence. Yeah. You both had a problem, but now you're going to bring them over to your side of the fence in terms yeah, of Yeah, here's the opportunity now. So I, yeah. I relate to the pain. I know what you're going through. When you feel yeah. this way, I know that these things happen, right? These symptoms of that challenge, and then you can share the opportunity to to alleviate that pain, <laughs> right? Yeah, take, take them from pain to gain. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that book is the key one. If they want a background on the role of emotions in business, I wrote something called Emotionomics, which actually features a forward by Sam Simon, yeah. the co-creator of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. There aren't <laughs> there are a lot of business books with a forward by someone who helped create The Simpsons. That's yeah. because I was taking a more humane, a more emotional, and frankly, I wasn't you know averse to putting in a few jokes in the book as well. Sure. Yeah, I love that. Um, now, tell me, uh, what was that first book that you mentioned that you had all the examples and stuff? I'm gonna sure. Fam Famous Faces Decoded. A guidebook for reading others. 173 celebrities in the course of the book. There you go, guys. So as you're listening here, you can check that out. I think uh, Dan's book on that is going to be super fun, but also uh, powerful. So combining that with our storytelling strategies for marketing and understanding how to read people, this is going to give you cues to use the stories and help people get clear um, so you can really address people appropriately based on their, their authentic feelings and <laughs> not what they tell you. <laughs> exactly. I love it, Dan. Appreciate it. Um, I want to give a shout out um, to like, how do people learn more about what you're doing? Where do they go? And, and all that good stuff. Uh, probably the easiest thing is, is the old website, uh, the three W's and then Dan Hill dot sensory logic.com sensory as in your five senses, as in you should lift your visual IQ and pay more attention to the tells <laughs> people, people are giving away. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Well, this is really valuable information. Um, and I appreciate you sharing it. It's, it's kind of like, it's actually sparked a whole fresh perspective for me. Like you, you, you don't necessarily consciously think about these things on calls and 
you know, we get into these different um, scenarios with uh, pr- prospects, right? Clients who could, and you just, you know, you're thinking about how to talk to them, but these cues, I think, can just give such a an additional layer of um, clarity to help you be, to say the right things, you know? Oh, absolutely. I remember when I was in corporate life, we had someone come in and pitch us. They spent the first 25 minutes nonstop telling us about their offer and how great they were. They never asked us what our problems were. They didn't even remember to ask us why we had invited them in. Oh my God. They completely, they completely lost sight of that. They made no personal connection whatsoever. I mean, there are so many meetings where honestly, it's probably over or on based on the first five minutes, which has nothing to do with the formal pitch. <laughs> it's all about making a connection and relating to the person. Yeah. You know, where are they from? Where did they grow up? Uh, just, you're trying to find some avenue to commonality love that that's so smart you gotta you gotta walk before you run and build the rapport right yeah i mean we bought yeah we buy from someone we like we do not tend to buy from people we dislike there are other there are other options and very rarely does someone have a entirely or truly differentiated offer you need the combination of a good offer that you're going to stand behind that they believe in you (laughs) yeah and and that you get who they are and what their problem is you got to personalize. You got to personalize it. Yeah, my co-founder Amy and I call it like we are on the same page. There, we say it's the no like trust factor. Um, you got it's it. The what's his name? Um, geez, I can't remember. He's one of the merchandising, uh, the heads of merchandising over at Costco. Uh, Mike Perot, I think his name is, and he it was in a book, and he was telling people like when he gets all these companies, let's say it's laundry detergent, and there's a hundred companies with laundry detergent that want to distribute through Costco, he can't do them all he has to make a decision and he goes it's not i don't make a decision based on price or like you know certain features or whatever it's who i know like and trust the most and so that's who he goes with right and so these things that you're talking about it's so important for these sales situations and that's where storytelling comes in and now our facial cues yeah, no, and b- believe the story, I and mean, that was what's going to hook us in. The facts, everyone knows you can manipulate the facts and yeah. work the statistic and put it out there, and and that's not personal. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not going to trust a fact nearly as much as you're going to trust the story and the storyteller. I love it. I think that's a good one for us to wrap up on, Dan. I appreciate your time today. Um, You guys got the website. We'll have it in the show notes and all that good stuff. And you can check out uh, Dan's books, especially the one famous uh, Facing Faces Decoded, right? Famous Faces Decoded. Yes, indeed. Yes. Perfect. All right, Dan, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Oh, I had a good time. Thank you, Adam. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. We'll be right back.